when I first took over, you know, I was trying to run and gun a lot of the, um, a lot of the photography myself to kind of try to save us money. And, you know, we were doing okay, but we really started seeing everything perform better uh, when our creative was better. Hello and welcome to the Optimized Store Owner Show, a podcast that helps frustrated store owners become optimized store owners. We are your hosts, Aaron and Christian. We want to invite you to join us each week as we share tips, tactics, and strategies from the most inspiring entrepreneurs in the e-commerce industry. This podcast will help you add flexibility, stability, and happiness into your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey, y'all. I hope you're doing well. We have an amazing episode today. We had the opportunity to talk with Ryan Light over at Pistol Lake which is a men's clothing brand that is focused on three core areas, ethical manufacturing, using recycled materials to sustain the world, and by developing an ultra-functional gear with a natural aesthetic. In this episode, you're going to learn these three things and more. Number one, how to stop the scroll on Facebook and Instagram to lower your cost to acquire a customer. Number two, why Pistol Lake would continue to thrive even if you took away all of their social advertising. And number three, and how to build a brand that continues to grow without giving a discount. All right, y'all, I know you're going to love this episode, so let's get into it. All right. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for jumping on uh, the Optimized Soarner podcast. Really excited to, to chat with you. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So uh, Ryan is the CEO for Pistol Lake. We'll get into a little bit more of that here in a second. But uh, just real briefly, what is Pistol Lake? Uh, we ethically manufacture men's clothing in Los Angeles. Uh, everything we do, we cut, dye, sew, um, manufacture all right here in LA. And um, everybody uh, that works at the factory works in a safe environment. They're very much still sweatshops in the US. And we certainly do not have one of those. Everybody gets paid over minimum wage. They all have health care. And um, our, we, we make things out of organic cotton, French terry, and, and kind of some just regular basics. But what we're really stoked about is the fabric U-Day that we've invented that's made out of recycled water bottles and eucalyptus. And what's rad about it is that it kind of has all the bells and whistles of like uh, a Nike dry fit, like a wick sweat, doesn't get stinky, doesn't wrinkle. Um, but instead of kind of looking technical or like a gym item, it just looks like regular clothes. That's I mean, you're literally describing what I want. I went to a, a Shields, which is like a local sports mm-hmm. store. I don't know if you heard of them or not, but I went there and I was like, I want something that looks professional for the office, but I'm I'm an athlete, I guess, as, as by nature or whatever. Like I like to be active and outdoors and I love the, the feel of that clothing. So there needs to be somebody who creates something like that without the dry fit or wearing a Nike t-shirt. I know. Okay. Hopefully that's us. Yes. So how new is that? This kind of a little tangent, but how new is that? Um, is this brand or that that line of clothing? Um, uh, so the company's been around since 2012, and okay. we started out just making kind of uh, basics, like uh, stuff out of French terry, uh, organic cotton. Uh, we would mess around with some hemp stuff, and after kind of proving out that you know we we had a kind of a product market fit here and, and the branding was landing. Um, that's when we got really excited about, you know, developing some stuff that wasn't in the market that we wanted for ourselves. And so um, the founder of Pistol Lake, which isn't me, is, is one of my best friends, Will Solinsky. And he's still our, our VP of product. And starting in 2014, he started really tinkering with the idea of coming up with his own fabric and, you know, on, on the side between running the business and, you know, just doing his daily life. He, he worked for two years 
to create this fabric, just, you know, iterating, testing. He, he did over a thousand iterations before he got it right. And so we rolled that out with a Kickstarter in 2016. And it's just become our, our number one selling fabric ever since. So if that's, I mean, there's so many questions from that. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, it, so to, let's step, let's step back for a second. I know you said that, um, so you probably, you know, Will, Will started the company mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're running it now. How long have you been CEO? Uh, a little over three years. Okay, awesome. So when somebody's starting, like we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast who are, um, you know, they're not necessarily startup, but definitely mid-stage, like scaling up um, and, and trying to grow. What has been like the stage that you came in and at the business for a clothing brand? And then where are you at now? Like what kind of struggles have you guys had or or maybe like, things that you had to get over that were like plateaus to get to that next level? Uh, yeah, I mean, the stage when when Will brought me in is, um, you know, I have a, a design and, and marketing background and Will has a really varied entrepreneurial background and he's a little bit much harder core tech on the, the fabric side and the manufacturing side. Uh, until I started here, I'd never worked in clothing or apparel or, or actually anything physically tangible. I'd always worked on software or platform type stuff. Uh, but Will and I became really good friends. We both went through the Techstars program in Boston and um, working on different program uh, on different companies. And you know, we just always stayed in touch. And you know, I, I loved Pistol Lake. I was an early backer and an investor. And um, he actually reached out to me whenever he felt like, you know, he really, he got the company as, as big as he could get it without kind of having a marketing centric um, kind of person kind of at the lead. And, you know, he had done all the hard stuff, built a community around it, you know, nailed the fabrics, all that kind of stuff. And he was like, now really, now that, you know, the, the basis is formed here, this is a marketing play. And so he actually reached out to me to help him uh, come up with interview questions and interview uh, other CEOs and hired me as a consultant. And over the course of talking to a bunch of people, um, I got excited about the company. He got excited about me. And um, we just kind of rolled the dice on it. And so far, so good. It's, it's, it's been going well, knock on wood. Uh, but kind of to answer the rest of your question there. So it, it Will was growing the company nicely, and but he wanted to focus on the stuff that he really cared about, which was kind of the fabric side of the business and, and kind of the production side. And he wanted somebody to kind of do all the marketing stuff that, that he's a great marketer, but it's not, you know, his bread and butter. And so that's that's why they brought me in. And then, I mean, the struggles that we we, you know, come across now is pretty much everything that that any e-commerce business, um, you know, struggles with is, you know, how to how to make sure that you have enough cash flow to, to pay everybody and can keep an adequate amount of inventory in stock. Um, you know, three PLs are, even though I'm pretty happy with ours, you know, the, the, it's always a tough decision to determine whether you want to fulfill yourself or have somebody else represent you and, and do the fulfillment for you. And, you know, staying on top of all of the digital ads and making sure that you don't spend too much and don't annoy people, but still get new eyeballs. Uh, so there's a zillion things I could talk about in there, but those are the high level ones. Now, I think what's what's good about what you said there was that um, it, you guys are not a uh, you know a two hundred thousand dollar a year business, and it's not anything against that or or a twenty million dollar business. It doesn't matter. But the thing that you said there, I think, to point out is that almost all e commerce businesses, no matter what revenue that they're at, they're going to run into some of the same problems. And I think that's what's also so great about you guys is that um, more so just the, I think you were more candid and you didn't realize it, but it's just that it's 
it really is everybody's going through the same types of cycles. It's just like as you get bigger, there just may be quote unquote bigger problems, but it's it's really the similar ones. Um, and so th- jumping into the marketing side, which is, I think would be a really interesting to kind of dive deep. What is what is something that you're super proud of that you guys have moved into from from the last three years since you've been on here and now you've t- taken more of a marketing centric role? What's the what does the marketing now look like for Pistol Lake? Uh, we're, we're doing more of it and we're doing a lot of the, um, kind of, uh, the will and the guys jump straight to like graduate level marketing. They, you know, they built a, a really amazing community on, on Reddit we have our own subreddit and, you know, we had really highly active customers. Um, those guys built, you know, great grassroots marketing and word of mouth. And what we really hadn't done a lot of was kind of the more traditional, digital marketing. And um, we had almost zero ad spend, um, you know, my first year here. And it was because, you know, so many people like already kind of talked about us. So it was a really exciting thing for me to kind of come in and have all this low hanging fruit. And so, um, you know, we got, I got to come in and test a zillion things and and throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what stuck. And um, that was really exciting and a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I love Instagram. I love Facebook, just both personally and as a marketer. And, you know, the, the company hadn't done a ton with either of those, uh, those platforms, both organically or, you know, on, on the paid side of things. So it was really exciting to build those communities um, on the organic side and the kind of, uh, you know, I, I love nerding out and seeing which one of our, you know, ads are going to do well, which, which copy performs, which, you know, video versus still and, and all that stuff is just, it just really gets me going. What kind of insight do you have in that? So like um, for the ads that are working, so I'm assuming at this point, obviously your guys are running ads on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Is one outperforming the other? What kind of ads are doing well for you guys? Um, you know, what's what's the inside look at something like that? Yeah. Um, you know, that I, I suppose the the biggest insight was is, is some of the ones that I, I thought were, man, that's really busy. That's going to hurt people's eyeballs. Um, actually kill it and uh, maybe i'm just old or something and i'm like man uh i like my advertising a little bit more subtle but um you know those are scroll stoppers and um it's uh that that's definitely probably been the biggest surprise for me is that you know some of our our really really beautiful imagery that you know we took in the pacific northwest on a on a beach on a perfectly lit day won't do as well as something we did you know, against a white screen that has some motion to it where we're just, you know, showing a, a, a quick cut of that almost looks like an animated GIF of a bunch of our different products or a bunch of guys wearing our stuff. Uh, you know, people seem to really be drawn to uh, the quick cuts. That's, that's, uh, it's absolutely interesting. And actually, it's, it's, I guess, the same across for most of the ads that we're running for clients. It's like, we have this amazing image where like this, all the colors pop, it's, it's showcasing the product. And then for whatever reason, a 15 second video, it, yeah, like you said, it just gets them to stop and scroll. And then at that point, it's just kind of like a, okay, now just get them to the site and convert, which your guys' site is just, I mean, it's, it's designed for me, uh, which may be why I'm drawn into it, but, um, you are a design guy. So, did you have some input with how the site was laid out? Um, have any major changes been made? Is there a strategy behind this design? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit before, um, uh, you know, before we started recording, but uh, I was a web designer and developer for 10 years. 
And um, I, I worked at, uh, I, I had a company in Austin called Snazzy Mustache Designs. Uh, we worked nice. on uh, Austin City Limits, PBS. Uh, we, we kind of did a lot of musicians and comedians just because that was kind of who my network was. And um, so I learned a lot, you know, of about, you know, web design and, and development just from doing it for years. And um, so one of the first things that I did when, when I took over was uh, give, give, completely redo the website. Uh, the, the other website was, you know, it, it was a pretty early rev of, on Shopify and, you know, we kind of got like a little frozen in time and Shopify is a little bit, uh, has come a, a long way in a short amount of time. So, um, you know, we, we're not reinventing the wheel. Um, we straight up went and got a, we went and got a template and, and then modified it heavily. And, um, you know, that, that seemed to make a whole lot more sense, um, financially than, you know, to just completely bake one ourselves. And then, uh, my fiance, Christina is, is also a designer and, um, she gave us a lot of, a lot of early help, you know, with kind of the, the colors and, and fonts and typography. She's really good at that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, having, you know, decent photography really makes any design look, you know, kind of punch above its weight. Um, so right. that, that's kind of, that's kind of how we've done it. And, you know, we're always looking at other websites, competitors, or things that aren't even close to competitors and being like, whoa, that's pretty cool that they're doing, you know, this, that they, they do their color swatches like this, or their back in stock notifications are here. And so um, we have a, a buddy who, who does our, our development for us and he's super fast and smart. And, you know, if we see something else we like, uh, you know, we, we borrow it and, and apply it to our site. So that, that's, that's kind of, it's, it's kind of always evolving. Yeah, I mean the best artists at this point steal, uh, right? It's or they borrow and, and you make some tweaks. Yep. So talk a little bit about the photography. I think that's one question a lot of the clients or even people we talk to on our YouTube channel it, or the leave comments about is it, like, how do we figure out photography? How do we streamline a process for it? How do we take better photos? Maybe you can give in, some insight into into that. Yeah, I mean we we haven't knocked that out of the park and I don't have a perfect answer for you. Um, you know, the, the companies that we really look up to that have nailed that um, have a little bit deeper pockets than us. And so they either have hired somebody on staff that's really great um, so that they can just always have that consistent look um, or, you know, they're, they're constantly working just with professionals and, you know, uh, give them a really nice, you know, creative brief so that, that things look, uh, you know, consistent across the website. I, I think one, one place where we do need, um, you know, a, a, we, we have room for improvement with our consistency of our photography. Um, some of it is just shot by me. Um, you know, I've, I've got a decent camera. I kind of know how to use it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I live in Venice, California, which is a, a picturesque place uh, to take photos. So it, it kind of allows me to look like I'm a little bit better than I actually am. And then, you know, we, we work with friends and, you know, friends of friends. And like, even just yesterday, I was, I was uh, watching basketball at a bar and the, the bartender had, uh, we, we got to talking. He was actually wearing a cool shirt that I liked. And it turns out he's a photographer and has a studio and everything. And so, um, you know, LA is full of talented people um, who are mm -hmm. hungry. And um, so we, we work with a lot of different photographers. Um, the thing that I don't think that we're nailing is that, you know, because we're working with so many, um, you know, that, that you do lose some of that consistency, but so uh, I, I don't have a magic bullet here. Um, it's, I, I suppose it's, uh, live in a place with lots of creatives and be really chatty. <laughs>
Hey, so owners, are you ready to grow and scale your online business predictably and profitably? We've created a free 15-minute training that will walk you through the five key areas every online store needs to achieve financial success. You can grab the free training by going to optimizestoreownercom forward slash ecom dash training or clicking the link below in the podcast description. Again, that is optimizedstoreownercom forward slash ecom dash training. And do you, do you guys work with anybody who like you send something out like a, I wouldn't say necessarily quote unquote an influencer, but somebody who's creating that user generated content and they send you pictures that way? Or is it mostly like team members or people you guys reach in within locally who do that? Uh, it's a little bit of both. We we work okay. with a handful, uh, a handful of, of influencers that we don't necessarily use their photos on our site as product photography, but um you know, they, they have a decent following, um, around them for being, um, for being, you know, fashion, uh, forward type dudes. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll post on Instagram for us and, and tag us. Of course, I'm always giving out free clothes to people that are doing cool stuff. And, you know, sometimes that works out. Sometimes, uh, it, it doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. but for the most part, for all, the lifestyle stuff, um, on the site is, is typically there's one of the, the team members with the photographer that's kind of creative directing, um, but we have gotten to a point with a couple of our photographers where we can almost just like set it and forget it because they they understand how to shoot for us. Yeah, that's that's next level at that point. Um, just like you said, it's to get to a certain level and then to take it to the next level with a photographer and just to keep the brand look. What is it? So, I, I mean, everybody has different seasons for what's you know working right now, and you guys do have that northwest kind of like. Uh, feel so it's typically at least to me it feels more like it's Henleys and longer sleeves and you know everything else how much or how do you guys decide how much to have of in stock of something or how are you guys ordering or creating I mean because you guys are manufacturing as well Mm -hmm. so what's that process look like to keep everything kind of streamlined and then moving through to the next season uh, you know, it's, it's pretty seasonal. Um, like right now we, we do, I'm wearing one right now, but we do a, a short sleeve version of our Henley in the, in the thinner version of, of U day. We make a lot of those in the, in the summer, our, our minimalist tees are, and our minimalist, uh, tank tops are big sellers right now. And, um, we've also come out with, uh, a couple of different, um, types of shorts, uh, like our all around shorts. Those are new as of last year. And so, um, you know, folks still buy our Henleys year round and, and, you know, our hoodies and stuff to a lesser extent, but uh, you know, we, we basically just go seasonally. Um, you know, we, we keep enough of those other things in stock to where, you know, if somebody wants a, a Henley, even if it's the middle of the summer, you know, it'll be there, but we, we invest pretty heavily in, in the, um, the warmer weather gear in, in the summer months and the colder weather gear in the winter months. And if we're not exactly sure about something, um, I think we, we do something that's a little unique to try to protect our resources um, is if we're like, we just came out with something that was unlike anything we've ever made. And it was our, uh, our Baja hoodie. And it's kind of like a, a more casual, like beachy uh, hoodie that you might put on, you know, um, for the morning and, or the evening in a coastal place where it's, you know, 50, 60 uh, degrees. And it's a little bit bigger cut. It's um, much more casual than anything we've ever made before. I wasn't sure whether it was going to sell and, you know, we're all about waste, not whatnot. And both from a, uh, you know, economic portion of things, if, if I make something that, um, that just doesn't sell and I have to sit on it, uh, that could be pretty ruinous for a company of our size, but also, you know, with our, how important 
it is to us to, to be eco-friendly. We don't want to make something and then have it that, you know, just not go to use or, or end up in a landfill that would defeat the entire purpose of, of, you know, what Pistol Lake stands for. So mm-hmm. we did a, we did a pre-sale on those. And um, so we, we made a couple of prototypes of them, put them out onto our website, gave people a 10% off if they would buy them before they were manufactured. And we, uh, you know, we, we didn't start manufacturing them until we reached a minimum threshold. And um, that way I can just, we can just kind of mitigate risk and, and not waste anything. And fortunately those uh, that hit at the threshold in 48 hours. So um, I was, I was a little off base that people might not want them. People wanted them. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, yeah, how that did. And I think uh, from several trips to San Diego, one of the most common things that they like write to us when we're getting ready to travel there is like, make sure to bring a, like a light jacket. Like it's going to be great weather, but bring a light jacket. Yep. So it's like you made it for those people in San Diego or, or, you know, maybe Massachusetts or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then something else on, on that kind of like, since we manufacture in the U S and um, you know, our, our factory is right down the road from my house. Um, you know, we, we can get things from, idea to in the shop in you know three to six weeks whereas if we were you know manufacturing overseas we would have to do it would probably be more like three to six months and our minimums would be you know 10 to 100x what we're what our minimums are here so we, we can be a little nimble because we're local that's insane that is insane uh, one thing, that, so it's June right now, and I don't know how well uh, in advance you guys are thinking about it, but the Christmas season, fourth quarter, everything is going on right now. Is there talks around the, the shop right now, or what's, what is your guys' plan for ramp up for probably the busiest time of the year for everybody? Yeah, I mean, the, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday is, is you know, a huge like, portion of our entire year. And um, we, we try not to go too hard on, we feel like we charge a fair price. And we try, we try not to be a discount brand and, and do sales too often, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of got to, with the competitive market that happens and, and, you know, for all the clicks and, and email opens during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we do typically run a sale and, you know, we make sure that the shop is, you know, really, really full of things where I always invest pretty heavily in, in inventory before the, the holiday season. And, um, you know, we're probably doing what everybody else does. You know, we, we kind of, we crank up our advertising and, and kind of build some hype, try to get some new eyeballs around the site, you know, give some special offers and some new colors, some new products um, so that our existing customers have something cool and, and new to check out. And then uh, for the last minute folks, you know, we'll offer, you know, discounted two day shipping or whatever to make sure things get there by Christmas. And, you know, we, we pump up our, we, we don't sell a ton of gift cards throughout the year, but we sort of sell a ton right around Christmas when people are, you know, not sure whether they're going to get uh, something that's, you know, mail ordered in time. They'll, uh, the people order those a lot like Christmas Eve and stuff. Hmm. So one thing you mentioned there that I think is uh, worth noting is how can you continuously grow a brand without offering discounts and still acquire a customer? I mean, you're going to acquire them at a better price, but, um, you know, lifetime value is something we talk about with customers and, and just people online is, but acquiring that customer is the hardest step. So how can you incentivize people? How are you guys growing your brand without really offering discounts? Uh, we, I think it's because we, we tell a story and um, we, we have some unique things going for us. And, you know, frankly, we're, we're at the crossroads of, of, of a few trends that, you know, we didn't start, but we're, we're benefiting from, you know, the, 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 recycled materials have never been hotter 
And, um, you know, made in the U.S. is is kind of a big thing now with, um, you know, people care more about uh, ethical manufacturing than any other time I can remember. And people care more about supply chains and stuff. You know, the pandemic made, you know, some other foreign countries kind of the boogeyman and Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, for right or wrong there. And so a lot more people are thinking about where their products come from. And um, so, you know, we kind of got that stuff going for us and and we've got the, um, you know, people are looking to own fewer, fewer items um, that have, that are more versatile and kind of are long lasting in quality. And we've noticed the kind of like fast fashion is starting to die and people are, they seem to want quality more so than quantity. And so, you know, we don't charge, our, our stuff isn't cheap but it's certainly not expensive compared to some of the other brands that kind of are of a similar quality. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we try to just tell that story and have our customers tell that story for us. And, and uh, it seems to be working. That's absolutely true. And I was going to say, and I'm, I'm familiar with a couple of other, um, maybe they're larger, I don't know, or, or whatever, but other similar brands. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, your price point is amazing for, and I haven't, I'm going to buy a shirt. All right. Um, I already talked to my, to my wife. I was looking at your, your shorts earlier. Um, cause I'm trying to grab a pair in Texas. It stays warm, uh, a lot of time of the year. So <laughs> the shorts yeah. are, are needed, but how, how exactly, I guess I'm going to give you an ultimatum here. <laughs> we'll put it this way. So if you had to choose between marketing and advertising or branding, which one are you going to choose to continue to grow the business and why? it's, it's kind of hard to do. It's kind of hard to do marketing and advertising without branding. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, otherwise, what are you really selling? I guess. Um, but I suppose there are, you know, those Facebook ads out there that are just, you know, a, a faceless, nameless brand that just provides you with, I don't know, like headphones that look like, uh, you know, AirPods, but you know, are a third of the price. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, it, it's tough for me to kind of disconnect those two. Um, though I, I suppose you could always do uh, early on in, in the company's history, like we didn't spend a lot of money, but we were still doing things that were marketing, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, building our Reddit communities and, and, um, you know, doing our, our kind of organic social channels, that's still marketing E, but if, uh, I, I suppose if, if our digital ad spend went away tomorrow, we would probably be fine. Um, you know, we we would have to work harder to acquire new customers, of course, and we'd have to get a little bit more creative. Um, but if suddenly our, if nobody understood, you know, who we were and what the brand stands for, I can't imagine that they would want to spend, um, money, you know, over a a shirt that they can get for a quarter of the price at at Walmart. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I feel like the brand is, is, is probably the most important thing. Awesome. And I, well, that's a, I mean, it's a great answer. I mean, yes, it's, I threw you through a loop for, for a hard, <laughs> for a hard question, but I think that's really important to, to mention there too, is that you aren't necessarily stabilizing yourself just on Facebook and Instagram ads. And the reason I think that's so important is because you just, you're at the whim of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Facebook or Instagram could shut you down. YouTube could shut you down there. That's their playground. Yep. Um, so that's a really good, I think that's a really good point that, that you answered there. Now, I guess with, um, are you guys doing anything organically like SEO or search engine optimization or like what was, what's going to sustain you? I mean, obviously the brand a part of it too, but are you guys driving traffic organically? 
uh, yeah, we get a decent amount of that. And, you know, it's, it's only become recently that we've really invested time and a little bit of, of, of money and in, in really nailing our SEO. And what we've done there is we've identified 13 different personas that buy our stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, some of them were surprises to us. And um, like, we had no idea. Uh, nobody on the team is a vegan, but we're very, very popular with vegans. And as it turns out, um, our midweight U-Day is a really incredible, uh, you know, replacement for Merino wool. And so, uh, you know, within all these vegan communities, people were recommending us, um, you know, for if, if, if you don't want to wear wool, but you want to kind of have all the same bells and whistles of a Merino wool, buy Pistol Lake's Midway U-Day. And, you know, we, we kind of stumbled across that. And so we started building out landing pages and SEO optimizing them for um, what we've identified as our 13 different um, personas. And we've definitely seen a really nice organic lift in traffic and conversions there. Um, because, you know, people are, we're, we're actually telling the story that, that people were telling amongst themselves before, um, but we're, it's actually on the site. That's so cool. Uh, and I think that, you know, for everybody who's listening, absolutely should do that. Whether it's a, you know, I always go to the car example, whether it's like a Ford and they just sell the F-150 or the Mustang. Like if you guys are making the U-Day work, have that landing page, drive traffic there. And then I'm sure the people who buy the U-Day will also buy other things that they're interested in the Baja or something else like that. Yeah, for sure. All right. One of the last questions here, and I really want to, this is kind of a, it's it's not an ultimatum question. I'm going to make it an easy one <laughs> or an easier one. But um, so let's say if you were starting this business uh, over again, maybe you also have the insight from Will too. You're mm-hmm. starting this business over again. How would you build it? And what would you do differently, if anything? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to really give Will a pat on the back here. And okay. I, I think that he did everything the right way. Like, okay. um, wow. slow, slowly grew it, um, didn't really raise too much money. Uh, we've raised a little bit of money, but um, you know, we haven't given away all the equity. So um, you know, all the people that are working on it on a daily basis aren't, um, you know, beholden to, uh, to our investors. Uh, I've worked at other places where, you know, the, the investors had so much power over the day-to-day or even the board where they've made decisions that were maybe in their best interest instead of the company's best interest. Um, so I, I love that one, one of the things that, that I discussed and might've been a, a, you know, a deal breaker for me taking over as CEO was, uh, what does the board look like? And um, can, can they just oust me or will, or, you know, can they make some decisions that, you know, might not be in the best interest of the business, but, you know, might make us a better roll of the dice for an investor. And, and fortunately, you know, the, the way that, that will set everything up was, you know, we, we have the power, which is really nice. And one thing that I do think that would um, investing heavily in good creative early um, would it would probably be the only thing that I would do over like and uh, in, in when I first took over, you know, I was trying to run and gun a lot of the um, a lot of the photography myself to kind of try to save us money. And um, I was getting my buddies who are, you know, good looking dudes in good shape, but, you know, not professional models. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were doing OK, but it, it made a big difference whenever we started getting good photographers who were way better than me and models that, you know, were professional. And so that they, they knew how to, you know, they almost would creative direct themselves. 
Mm -hmm. And we really started seeing everything perform better uh, when our creative was better. So I would have invest, I would have invested more in that earlier on. That's I, I I bolded that as like a huge nugget takeaway. Um, absolutely. I think that's to me that's the only thing that's really helping me stick out. And we talked about it earlier, like your scroll stoppers or anything else. But then when you get to the site, like that creative is really what helps the brand be the brand. I feel like that's the that's I don't know. You guys yes. do a good job of whatever it is that you're trying to to come across. I don't know necessarily, but it's it fits with my persona. I'm probably one of the personas for you guys um, <laughs> on many different levels. I Absolutely. love the high quality. I love the the feeling uh, of something that's not necessarily like 100% cotton, mm-hmm. um, the versatileness of it. So I think you guys are doing amazing things. Appreciate that. Um, so Ryan, what's the best way for people to... Um, Maybe they well, maybe they want to get in touch with you, but also find out more about Pistol Lake. Let's let's do both of those. What's the best way for them to get a hold of, of Ryan? Maybe they want to have you on the podcast, or maybe they yeah. have questions for you. Um, and then what's the best way for them to to find out more about Pistol Lake and and start shopping? Uh, I mean, two ways for Pistol Lake. Uh, obviously, you can go to our website www.pistollake.com, um, and then um, you know that's it's it's an e-commerce website. It does the, all the things that e-commerce websites do, so you can see everything there. Um, something that I'm really excited about, though, is our, our subreddit. And if you just go on Reddit, uh, we're, we're forward slash Pistol Lake. And that's a place where we, you know, we kind of let people behind the scenes and, you know, behind the curtain a little bit. Um, we ask questions um, like one example is the, the first new product that I launched after I took over was was underwear. Um, we had never nice. we had never made those before. And so the, the first thing we did is we went to our subreddit and we we're like, hey, dudes, uh, we're going to make boxer briefs. What do you hate about current boxer briefs? Like, what, what's your number one thing? Like 300 people responded. And overwhelmingly, the number one answer was uh, they write up. Yes. So um, we, <laughs> we, uh, we set out to design a boxer brief out of our lightweight U-Day d- that does not write up. And so we made it a little bit longer, a little tighter in the cuff. And then we sent them out to our top 50 customers. And we were like, hey, wear these for a month. Uh, not straight, that'd be gross. Um, but, you know, kind of <laughs> cycle, them, cycle them into your normal gear and then give us some feedback. And so that we, we loosened the cuff just a little bit and then we rolled them out. And they are, I mean, people buy a lot more underwear than they do Henleys or T-shirts, but um, they very quickly became our top selling product of all time. And I think a big part of that is because we went, hey, dudes, what do you want? We'll make it for you. Um, and so that, that's what I think is special about our subreddit and why I would, you know, encourage people to check that out as well is because you'll, you'll get to actually weigh in and you can talk to all of us there. The, everyone on, on the team um, interacts with, with our customers on, on the subreddit. And, you know, you can basically ask us anything and we'll do our best to answer it for you. And then more directly, um, you know, I can, I can be found on Twitter really easily. I'm RY0N. And if, if you want to hit me up, I'm pretty responsive on there. Yeah, I was going to say, I listened to a podcast. And for everybody who's listening, I listened to a podcast. Ryan was already on and did hit him up on Twitter. And he was super responsive. That's why he's here now. Hey, all right. Um, thank you so much. I'm already going to join uh, the community on Reddit. So I really appreciate that. Awesome, man. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much for adding value to this podcast. I know everybody is going to get a ton out of this episode and really appreciate you coming on. That's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram stories at BitBraining and let us know what you thought about this episode. 
And next, make sure to leave us an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us reach more people and continue to improve the podcast for you. All right, guys, have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.